Hi, you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenna Lee Samuel. On this show, I bring the simplicity of hearing God's voice into everyday life in a no-nonsense, authentic, and super practical way. With coffee in hand and real life in our faces, let's do this. so much for joining me here at Java with Jen. I am in episode number two with Mr. Eric Amos of Listening Prayer Ministries. And you guys, last week was so good. It felt like he just kind of unscrewed the bottle cap, but we've got a whole thing to drink up now. And so we're going to dive deep again into listening prayer, which he's going to summarize for us real briefly. But let me introduce you to Eric if you were not on the last episode. Eric Amos is a business owner, investor, and professional problem solver who saw his life turned upside down by listening prayer and an unexpected inner healing journey beginning in his early 20s. In 2014, after more than 16 years of studying, practicing, and receiving prayer ministry, Eric felt led to start running listening prayer workshops and an inner healing prayer ministry within his church community. Two years later, this evolved into Listening Prayer Ministries, a nonprofit prayer ministry focused on helping people connect to Jesus relationally, experience deep transformation through the interactive conversation with Jesus, and discover purpose in partnering with him. While Eric has various interests and hobbies, he comes alive when facilitating opportunities for people to connect to Jesus's voice and partner with him in healing and restoration through prayer. So yeah, when you come alive with something, that's when you know you're doing what you were built to do, huh? Eric, thanks for being here. <laughs> thanks for having me back. Absolutely. So, okay, guys, I went through that really fast because I want to get into the meat of this and not, not uh, you know, spend any time with the long intro. But Eric, for those who did not hear last week's episode, why don't you give us a little couple sentences on what is listening prayer, and then we'll dive into these questions. All right. So listening prayer is based on the assumption that prayer is meant to be a two-way dialogue with God. We believe that God wants deep, intimate, personal encounters with us on the regular. And prayer is meant to be that kind of that, that tool set that we use to have that experience that. Listening prayer is basically us acknowledging that we are to listen as part of what prayer is supposed to be. And we are practicing um, hearing God's voice intentionally in order to kind of cultivate and develop that, call it that skill set or that it's like any muscle you need to practice it over time to get to develop the capacity for it it doesn't always come real naturally so mm. when we're listening using listening prayer we're asking very specific questions we find that good questions make for good conversation mm. and that tends to set up a, a stage or or creates a space that is constructive for having a uh, a good conversation with jesus that's so good. I love that. Good summary of it. So in our last episode, he gave us kind of the foundation of what listening prayer is. Like he just gave you a quick synopsis. But if you want to get more into the deeper, like what really is this? I don't totally understand. Make sure you go back and listen to episode one. Um, but he also in episode one talked about the five areas that he sees kind of surface when people are exercising listening prayer. Um, I guess these are maybe five areas of application, if you will, uh, but they're buckets as he refers to them. And he said in his in personal relationships with people, God giving wisdom and guidance, how to walk those out group guidance, which is if you're having to pray through a decision as a group, as a family, maybe there's a leadership team. Um, etc. you know, just kind of group guidance for your church or, or whatever your corporation, anything. Um, and then the third would be intercession. And that comes from the 
Romans 8.34, which is that Jesus is constantly making intercession for us, and that when we go into listening prayer, we're tapping into what is Jesus praying for and partnering with that, which, in my opinion, is the most powerful, impactful way to pray, period. Um, the fourth is prophecy or delivering a message to someone that's from the Lord. And then fifth would be in ministry um, formats, like whether you're teaching the word and you need a word from the Lord for the people, or you're in evangelism, you need uh, some insight from the Lord, how to minister to this person who's never met him before. I would imagine as a worship leader, putting your worship set together. So those are five areas that he said they oftentimes see hit the surface. So one thing I wanted to ask Eric for this episode was... I know a lot of people as they dive into this, maybe it's new territory. Uh, and I hear this a lot when people are learning how to hear God's voice is, how do I know that the voice I'm hearing is God's voice and it's not myself or the devil or the pizza I ate last night or whatever. So Eric, let's kind of get into the nitty gritty of that. Great. Yeah, that's a, probably one of the most common questions we get. And it is one of the harder problems or challenges to figure out because mm. A, A, once you start looking at things, um, the first problem is like being open to begin to look for where God is speaking. And once you do that, once you open yourself up, then that next thing is like, kind of like, well, what do I do with the things that I'm observing? And uh, how do I determine what's from God and what's, and what's not? So yeah. we talk about it in a number of, um, but there's a number of tools we can leverage. Mm -hmm. uh, we, with, as with anything, it gets easier with experience and practice. So if you're a beginner, know that it gets easier as you do it. Um, but there's some things you can, I'll talk about here just to kind of get you started. Um, the first tool I feel like uh, we have at our disposal is, is scripture. Cause that's, you know, it's, it's objective. It's on, it's in black and white. It's tested, it's tried. It's more of a concrete uh, example of God's voice or God speaking uh, to us. And we can learn a lot about who God is, God's values, uh, God's character, uh, God's priorities, the revelation of what God is doing through history. Yeah. We get examples of actually God encountering people and speaking to people. Um, all that we can use to kind of vet and test the things that we feel like we might be hearing um, in our own personal experiences is, is far more subjective than something that's a little more uh, concrete and objective in scripture. So yeah. we can always test what we feel like we're hearing by these qualities of God, principles of God, um, uh, you know, the commandments of scripture, things like that. Sometimes it's very easy, like, oh, I just have this desire, or feel like God might be saying to, uh, to go, I don't know, uh, to have, to, it's okay to have, you know, sex with my boyfriend or something. And you look at scripture, it's pretty clear that no, that's not God, what God has to say at all. Like yeah. yeah. So sometimes that's a pretty, pretty black and white. Um, but there's other things that are, you know, obviously less clear, um, hard to discern from scripture. Uh, so you kind of have to move on to some other tools in, in cases that are more uh, nuanced or just more modern day problems that don't quite have a concrete example in scripture. Mm -hmm. And generally find that uh, God speaks to us with an agenda. I find that it, I'd like to talk about it as God speaking to draw us closer to himself. Mm -hmm. So sometimes God will, you know, so for instance, I don't believe that God doesn't condemn his kids, doesn't attack his kids, doesn't tear us down. Right. Uh, he's wanting to build us up, encourage us, comfort us, draw him to himself. Um, not to say he doesn't rebuke or convict or challenge us. Um, you know, he, he's a good father who disciplines his children yeah. because he loves us. So that's, I believe that that's meant to be an invitation to us to come to him for help 
correcting these things and working through these things. Um, and there'll be fruit of that. There'll be, you know, he'll want, he wants to restore us. He wants to give us freedom. He wants us to have peace and he wants us to enjoy the other fruits of the spirit. And so that's, as he's drawn us to himself, then there's these sort of these fruits that should, should flow from that. Um, Satan, on the other hand, will speak, you know, the very different agenda. He is a condemner. He is an accuser. Yeah. He is trying to destroy us. And so if we feel like we're hearing something that's causing us to feel shame, uh, to feel like we're being torn down or attacked, um, or if it's just straight up contrary to scripture, we know that, you know, pretty easy to discern usually that that's not coming from God. That's actually an enemy of ours that's trying to tear us down. And so the fruit of that, you know, we may feel um, shame. We may feel uh, fear, inadequacy, um, unworthy, mm -hmm. uh, or other emotions that um, can be considered bad fruit. Uh, it's, it doesn't sound like the fruit of the spirit, yeah. Um, and so those, 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 that's it's a good way to look. It's like, what are the effects of, if I'm hearing something, what's the effect of this in my life? Mm -hmm. And I, am I being divided or do I, do I want to run from God here? Is there a wedge being driven between me and God? Or is there sort of an invitation to come to God? And is there positive kind of fruit in my life from this, this, this conversation or this encounter or this information? Yeah. I feel like it's a very helpful tool, uh, especially you start getting into things that are deeper, uh, some of the things that are fall more in, the, in line of inner healing and deliverance. This kind of thing can be very helpful to figure out um, kind of what's going on. Mm. What's interesting is because we have tools that can heal, um, we said, hey, don't be afraid if these if negative things come up, if voices come in and are attacking. Take it as the enemy showing his hand. Mm. You're getting intel about how the enemy is trying to get at you. And if you can take it from that angle and you can identify it as a tactic of the enemy, you can take that to Jesus and say, hey, Jesus, I'm getting attacked here. Mm. What's going on? What does the enemy see in me? as a vulnerability or an attack point and how can we correct this so that mm -hmm. it's not a vulnerability anymore and it can be a sort of uh, uh probably actually great it's almost like using the enemy's attack method as a way to get insight as to mm -hmm. where we can grow and, and find healing yeah for sure also find sort of a third thing i would say is this it's, it's this idea of um when jesus speaks and the holy spirit is moving is to bring us into alignment with with god's ways and Christ's kingdom rule. There's ways that God works. There's ways that he operates. There's his agenda. Uh, and a lot of times we can be caught up in our own agendas, our own self, kind of self call it selfish ambition, things that we think we need to be doing or to kind of, and it may even be in God's name, like we need to do X, Y, or Z uh, for God. But in reality, it's our own idolatries. It's for our own, uh, we're seeking validation from something. And so a lot of times the enemy will speak to kind of puff us up or, or to send us down, take advantage of the areas where we are vulnerable because we have an idolatry operating or something, uh, or Jesus is looking to help us let go of those things and submit to his rule. Mm. Um, so sometimes um, we find that's, that's very important to keep in mind and to think about things uh, from that point of view. Usually where people get things wrong in, in terms of how they're interpreting things they're hearing or or they'll run off with some some concept and call it God's voice. It's usually because they kind of look kind of like heard through an idol. They're mm. they it's they're hearing what they want to hear because it's reinforcing some some deep desire or some 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 way where really everything we're trying to I think everything people do is really about seeking value and worth um, mm. and filling those needs unmet needs. Yeah. And if, it, if we're not we don't have visibility into those things awareness of those things we can get in trouble. 
And so I found that Jesus wants to speak into those things, help us get free of those things. So we're able to hear him cleanly um, and not get tangled up. So can you give, can you give an example? Because I feel like that one could cause people a lot of apprehension and like fear or concern of like, like, but what if I'm hearing the Lord through an idol, you know? So like, um, give an example of that. I have one local, if you don't have one, but give us an example of what that would look like. Um, yeah, that's a good, that's a good, I mean, it could be, I think I've seen it where you end up with a lot of times it's in the context. I think relationships, romantic relationships are a big Uh, area where things can get real, 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 uh, uh, a, little, a little crazy and I think sometimes it's like oh you know, it, it can be like just I think temptations to compromise or to chase a certain relationship and kind of say oh, this is what God is leading me in this direction and it can be clear if you look at it objectively or from the outside it's like okay no this is obviously not healthy you're you know there's you know this person's married you can't be pursuing this or, <laughs> like, it's not you know or you shouldn't be getting divorced in order to pursue this thing because you feel like it's right. God's best for you right there's things like that's like I don't think no but it's those are usually where I see the problems. It's it's usually around relationship. Sometimes you get it in, um, sometimes around like success and money, uh, achievement, some of those kinds of things. Areas where we're prone to like, I think one, maybe females may fall, have some of their kind of, maybe a little bit more fall into some of the relational traps. Mm-hmm. Men may fall into a little bit more of the, some of the, the money, success, career, achievement, just because women and women tend to be built a little different yeah um, so i think if you kind of know there's just a couple certain areas where like, things can get a little dicey if you can just exercise a little more caution in those areas um yeah. invite outside help yeah. and accountability in those areas um you can really don't have a whole lot to be afraid of just just know yourself and um especially big decisions you know get outside counsel and, and yeah. test test these things and ask god to test and work in you I'm, I'm a big fan of combining the learning to hear God's voice, listening prayer uh-huh. with inner healing and deliverance, because in, when you're inviting Jesus into these deeper things, conversationally, he's going to help heal and root out these things. Yeah. And the idea of this, you know, we are warped and broken and it kind of like Paul's idea of like, you know, being able to basically discern God kind of through like a, like a warped glass mm-hmm. or a warped mirror um, or a dim mirror. It's kind of like who we are, like we are, broken and twisted, have cracks and things. And as God works on us and restores us, that lens gets clearer and more true. Mm-hmm. And when we're hearing God's voice or trying to discern or connect to God's voice, it gets easier and easier as God does kind of does that inner healing work in us. That's and good. those vulnerabilities and our attack points from the enemy, those things, those things get resolved and the voices in our head kind of really clear up mm-hmm. um, when just over time as we let God work on us. Yeah. I think, I think too, one way to, that I've found in my own life to, it's almost like a litmus test for litmus test. I don't know how you say that word, uh, of how to tell if something is coming out of a place of idolatry in my heart is I will, I do kind of the Abraham and Isaac thing where if I'm not willing to just lay it down and be like, Lord, you can have this today. If you ask me for it, then if I see a reaction in my heart, that's like, but no, I have to have that, you know, uh, then I realize, okay, hold up. There's a little bit of an unhealthy place of importance that you're placing on that thing because, 
anything in my life should be willing to be laid down. So, so for me recently, it was business, you know, and my, um, I had some voices that mattered in my life that I never, ever want to tune out that were not real supportive of this journey into business that I feel like the Lord has taken me on. But because I feel like the Lord has been speaking to me about, Hey, go in this direction, go towards business. Um, and it's new. So it was like, I felt like the Lord was speaking. So that's the listening prayer. I'm hearing the direction of the Lord, but it's new. So it leaves me with some question marks above my head. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, so one of the tests is does leadership support it? Do the voices that matter support it? But I was getting a no over there, but I could, but I was like, I was constantly getting a reconfirmation from the Lord. So I was like, dude, this is too confusing. You know, so I just put it on the altar and I put even like a, a what's it called? I put out a fleece and I was like, okay, Lord, if this is where you want me to go, here's what I need you to do, blah, blah, blah. And if this is, if I need to listen to this voice over here that they're telling me, you know, they're being critical, then this, this, this is what I need you to do. And the Lord confirmed with flying colors that it was him that was speaking. And so I was like, okay, then I, I need you to help resolve this resistance I'm experiencing over here. And mm -hmm. so that I feel like is what I always go back to. If I am unsure if my heart is getting into an unhealthy place is just surrender it. Like the surrender test helps me a lot. <laughs> That's a great tool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it should be, yeah. Cause it, idolatry, we hold on real tight Yeah, and it can feel like death really like death to let it go. Mm, true story. Um, but I find that Jesus is very good about working with us over time in the process. And as long as we're willing to come to him and be in that conversation, these things can kind of be worked out. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't panic. Don't worry. It's it's worth pursuing <laughs> these things. But you know, just know you're, you know, and if you're not sure, you can ease your way in. You can hold things loosely and just kind of let God confirm yeah. uh, in in the way you suggest is a, is a great way. Just let him prove it over time. Yeah. Um, I'm an engineer. My, my background is engineering. I love to uh, test things and create environments where you can try things and test and get feedback and, you know, try to, you know, so a lot of our exercises and things we do in our ministry is like that. We're trying to create environments where we can practice and try and then get good feedback that we can learn from. Yeah. Um, and I think God's pretty good about setting those kinds of things up for us also. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times it'll take us on certain journeys and it can be hard and and, and confusing for a, a while um, but it is part of the process of learning to walk with him uh, a step at a time and let him help us you know bring clarity to things um, sort out and remove the obstacles um, yeah and he's committed to working in our lives and making us like himself like like christ and that's look at the brain science especially um it's in these personal conversations with jesus in the actual encounters with jesus where you really get um, all the right brain circuitry turns on and human transformation really is supercharged and accelerated. And so I just encourage people to go for it, get connected with Jesus. He'll work with you and you will find yourself transforming and changing um, and healing. And sometimes you can do that yourself. Sometimes you can, you know, it helps to bring other folks in to walk alongside you in that process. But God's God, that God's, that's what God's about. God's working in us um, for relationship for our personal transformation and healing. He wants healthy, whole, adult, mature kids. And then he's invite us into partnership with himself and the kingdom business. So that's his agenda. So it's helpful for me in listening to know what, what's God's agenda. Yeah. Like direct recognize that like God's a person yeah. and he has personality. He's got a tone of voice. He's got a sense of humor. 
He's got things on his mind that are his, his agenda. He's working. So how can I engage with him, converse with him, um, just interact with him on his terms, mm. knowing what he's after. Um, and the more aligned I am with him and his agenda and his approach to things, the more I feel like the listening is going to fire and, and be productive and helpful. Mm. Um, and then I find that also you end up with this, um, this idea is that you're growing a relationship just like any, you would with any person. Like the more you get to know God and the more you interact with him and build this experience up with him, the more you're like, oh, that, well, that's God's voice because that's, that's the God I know. Yeah. That's Jesus. That's, that's his tone. That's mm-hmm. his heart. I can see his heart in it. Like you just it grow acquainted with the person. And then you, like any, any person you know well, it's like someone says, oh, you know, generally said this about you. And it's like, that's not her. That's not, the, that's not, that's not, she'd never say that mm-hmm. just because, you know, you know, but then yeah. someone else say, oh yeah, she, she, you know, this person said this. I'm like, oh, well, that sounds exactly like that person. <laughs> of course they said that, you know, yeah. same with God. And so I find that as, as you do this, it may be uncomfortable at first. You're, you, you'll have your ups and downs. There'll be healing opportunities. Things will come up, um, but you'll grow in that, that relationship and that you'll grow that history with God yeah. and it'll become second nature. Just say, oh yeah, that's definitely God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think too, it's important to recognize for anyone that this is like a new concept and you're like, yeah, I wouldn't say I confidently know when I'm hearing from the Lord, but I want to get better just to even give you the grace of like, you're going to miss it along the way. Just like, I mean, just take human communication. Like when I have the human person of my husband standing in front of me, we can be speaking in plain English to each other and be hearing totally different messages. And it's like, you're speaking Chinese right now and I'm speaking French and it is not working, you know? And that's a human person standing in front of me. And so, you know, when you're developing your ability to hear in the spirit, which is a realm we're not used to cognitively operating, subconsciously we operate there a lot more than we realize but consciously we filter and we judge and we minimize and we reduce and we do all this stuff that can try to shut that down and so you're learning like a whole new realm and uh and so but to encourage you you have the spirit of truth inside of you you have the spirit of god inside of you and so when you're speaking to or hearing from the father there will be some kind of aha or like paul says in the new testament it bears witness with my spirit there's going to be a bearing witness on the inside of you like that just i can't point to why but that just felt like god you know and uh and you know and learning to filter and judge things against the word or filter things tested against the word is a better way to say it Paul also tells us to test the spirit, test prophecies and, uh, and see that they're of the right spirit. And so there is a testing process in all of this, but you will miss it along the way. And that's okay. And that's why it's also important to, you know, as you're exploring this, um, I think, uh, Eric, when his team was praying over me at the prayer network, they were very good about being like, you know, this is what I saw maybe talk to the Lord and see what this means. But I think, <laughs> Eric, you saw somebody a penguin flying upside down or something. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> we tried to figure out what, where that was coming from or what that was about. And I think we came to something about it, but you know, he was like, I'm not totally sure what to do with this, but he just kind of submitted it to me and was like, this is what I'm seeing. And let's just lean into the Lord and see if we can get more insight on it. And so when you approach, you know, these insights that you're getting, it's not a lack of faith to be, what's the word to almost handle it loosely, uh, not carelessly, but just loosely hold things loosely. You know, like, like I do believe that when I'm hearing from the Lord, 
I still, especially if it's a big decision or something that there's a lot of risk with or a lot of um, stock in, then I'll, I will ask the Lord for witnesses, you know, people who can come along and confirm or confirming circumstances or whatever to really build my confidence and faith that I'm hearing correctly. And so there's, there's safeguards you can put into this and, and just to give yourself room, this is new. So there's going to be a learning curve and that is totally okay. Um, so our next question I wanted to get into is how does someone, cause I know all you mamas are like, how do I fit listening prayer into my daily life when I can't even get two minutes on the toilet by myself? You know, you got kids coming out your nose, you know? So how do you fit listening prayer into a busy life, whether you're a mom or a CEO or just in ministry and the phone never turns off? How do you fit that in, in a way that, um, is easy to incorporate into regular life? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, first thing I'm going to start with is the fact that, well, God's seeking you out too. So like he may, you might find him sneaking things in when you least expect it. Um, and it may be in your dream life while you're asleep or, or maybe through like a talking donkey, just things that get thrown into your life. And you're like, why is this entering my life right now? Like what in the world, God, are you throwing, this is not expected. What are you doing to me? Uh, but as far as listening prayer goes, I mean, it, what's nice about it is it doesn't take a lot of time. Like you can, Sometimes I'll get in a shower or something and I'll close my eyes as the water hits and I'll see something. Mm. Um, and it's like, okay, God's trying to get my attention on something. What is this? Um, so you can do it sometimes, you know, doing it while you're on your commute, uh, doing a little bit then. Um, maybe if you just said uh, two minutes, just sitting down while you do have, if you do a little quiet space, lock yourself in the bathroom or whatever, and just say, Jesus, you know, where are you? What do you want? Is there anything on your heart for me today? You know, just, and just see what happens. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I get, you may, you know, may throw on some worship music and just whatever's helpful for you to kind of get present to God. Mm -hmm. um, maybe being, or, you know, if you already have a quiet time where you're trying to get in scripture or trying to pray anyways, you can just introduce this into your, into that time. Jesus, what are you trying to, in this passage, Jesus, what are you trying to highlight for me here? Mm -hmm. Where are you in this passage? Um, what are you trying to get at? What do you want me to know? You know, um, but it can be, I just find it's, you know, you don't have to have two hours a day to do this. Um, yeah. You can do it in five minutes. You can start small. You can build into it. Um, you can add it to things you're already doing. Uh, and you find that you can do it on the go a lot of times too. I mean, a lot of us are here. We will hear God on the go. Just that's almost like our primary way of operating. So yeah. I think some is just learning to be a little bit more present in the moment. What is going on around me? What What is God doing? Where's God active? in my present circumstances what's where you know it's kind of like jesus like he's looking for where the father is at work mm. it's that kind of posture so jesus where are you in this what are you doing right now what do you you know he will often speak through other people too so we're talking to someone and all of a sudden someone pops you're like i think <laughs> i think he, okay i got that witness that yeah. i was looking for and i answered the prayer sometimes for me like i'll be watching i'll be listening to music um, i'll be watching a movie and boom like someone will pop and all of a sudden like i'm like oh wow like okay god's talking to me about this theme right now or like or or you're just going along and all of a sudden this memory comes to mind it's like oh like why'd that come or why am i feeling why am i feeling a certain way or or like why am i humming this worship song today it yes. just keeps playing in my mind i don't know why like that gets maybe me all the time and, yeah maybe something like well, okay lord is there something here that you're why is this coming to mind is this you are you bringing this to mind like is there something about the lyrics that are important right now or you know what and i find that's we find that actually in our circles, a lot of God speaks through music and worship music and lyrics a lot. Um, so having that just happening 
it's almost just being more attentive to what, what's coming, like what, what's already what's God already doing, and it's just pausing enough to to pay attention. Yeah. I think is the main trick. That's good, and that's really that kind of speaks to what is trending right now, which is mindfulness. Yeah. But I feel like okay, now side note, I actually watch what is trending in culture because oftentimes it's a mirror reflection of what the Lord is doing in the church also. It's just the tr- the world's version of it. And so mindfulness is really trendy right now, but it's a clue as to what the Lord is trying to awaken, whether you're saved or unsaved. He's like, hey, all you people down there, I need you to be more aware. And so this, I feel like kind of plays into that genre of thought, you know? It does. And, and mindfulness can be a good tool. I, I think it's almost like I'd rather apply it to say like, well, do what Paul says and like learn to take your thoughts captive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just this idea of like, what's going on in me, knowing oneself, um, slowing down enough just to be able to pay attention to what's happening. Because yeah. we get so busy that we don't have time to feel our emotions. We don't have time to really pay attention. We've got to be there. We got to do that. We've got a diaper to change you know, or whatever yeah. it is. And it's just slowing down enough. It's like, all right, just like, just yeah. breathing what's going on in my body, what's, what am I feeling, you know, what's, what's rolling through my mind, uh, what am I anxious about, and attending to those things, because they're important, yeah. um, especially if you get, start getting into the connection with this stuff and physical health, um, just learning to take care of oneself in these ways can go a long ways in terms of preventing illness, um, um, you know, just deal with, you know, helping us now bring down stress levels, just living in more sort of peace, um, yeah, within ourselves more uh, versus sort of being so kind of driven and crazy in, a, in this crazy world yeah <laughs> uh, learning to listen this way and just slow down is, is it has a lot of benefits that's so good so you guys with that we're actually going to get into something real practical where our life hack today is going to be more like an activation so we're just going to roll right into life hacks here and he's going to talk to you guys about how to use this practice of um spiritual mindfulness, uh, listening prayer, and how to use that to let go of anxiety. And that's also a good way to kind of, it's a going to be an illustration that answers kind of our last question of how to pull it into your daily life in a way that's not real time consuming. So let's go ahead and jump into that, Eric. Okay, great. So this is something we, we actually call, we call it the bag question. It's just kind of our fun in, inside joke, but it's a, it's a based on a couple of principles. One is that God wants to take our burdens, invites us to cast our burdens upon him. And that there's sort of this exchange principle at the cross where we can bring our garbage, bring it to the cross, bring it to Jesus, unload it. He can handle it all. And he, but he wants to give us then good things in exchange. Mm-hmm. And so we create a little exercise. We intend, intentionally use our imaginations in this because even if you, whether you can see things or, or not by just a book kind of invoking that, it tends to open up the whole person, not just the mm-hmm. mind, not the intellect only, but the whole, the whole heart in a way that's interactive with God. And it just, we find that works really well. Mm-hmm. So what I think I might do is just, maybe just lead us through it. Sure, go ahead. I'll, We've got six minutes, so okay. <laughs> do your thing. I, I may do it a little quicker than I might do it normally. That's fine. If you need to hit pause or whatever and, and take more time to listen in between the questions, feel free to, but I'll just kind of coach us through it. And then um, we'll debrief it if we need to at the end. Okay. All right, so you can kind of just close your eyes, relax. And we're gonna ask Jesus this, just we'll set this experience up. Actually, I'll just say this. Start by this. Start. Picture yourself holding a bag, whatever that looks like to you. And I want you to take all the day's concerns, anything that's causing anxiety, 
anything that's burdening you, troubling you, worrying you, difficult people, financial stuff, difficult decisions, whatever that is, heavy expectations on yourself. Whatever comes to mind, whatever the Lord brings to mind, just picture yourself putting those things in that bag. Shove it full. And when you're ready, when everything's in that bag, I just want you to picture Jesus if you can. And I want you to picture yourself giving that bag to Jesus. And as you do that, just watch and see. How does he respond? What does he do? What does he say? If you can see his face, what look is what look on it? What do you see on his face? And then we'll ask him this question. Jesus, as I've give you, given you these burdens, uh, what do you want to give me in exchange? What do you want to have? What, what do you want me to have in exchange for this? You might feel something. He might have shown you something. If it's an object or something like that, you can ask more questions about it. Jesus, why do you want it? Why do you want me to have this? What does this mean? What does this represent? Why is it blue? Why is this? Why does it have this feature? You can dial, you know, kind of dig into the, the features of it, the specifics of it, and let him fill it out for you. And then since we're there with Jesus, I'd like to ask this question. Jesus, if you were to draw real close to me and whisper something in my ear, what would you whisper to me? good job that's it wow i love how now i had i had a whole experience so i'm gonna have to go journal about it later but yep. i just i love how okay so literally that took three minutes guys those of you who are listening it was simple it was not super time consuming and what i love about that is i think kids will do really good with this which i've, I've actually done this kind of stuff with my kids before and they've had encounters with the lord Oh, yeah. And, but because kids' hearts and minds are so pure and innocent, I think they actually probably can have an easier time with this than even we do. I think so too. That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. So it's interesting that you get into a group and do this together. It's interesting to see what Jesus does with different people and how he engages with different folks. Um, usually people feel peace. They feel lighter. It just kind of somehow it's just getting, it helps them get stuff off yeah. their kind of their plate. Um, they may see Jesus interact with things. I mean, Jesus may throw it over his shoulder or he may take certain things out of the bag and hold them close and then get rid of the rest. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's a little more serious. Sometimes he just wants to hug, hug the person mm -hmm. in exchange. Sometimes he gives them something like, I want to give you this diamond or something or this crown. Um, and so it's interesting to do. And then usually the, when we ask about like, what's on his heart or what he wants to whisper to us, it's something that's a little more, it creates a little more of an intimate exchange yeah. and just allows you just to speak kind of free form whatever he wants to say 
That's so cool. That's so cool. So thank you, Eric, for leading us through that exercise. I think that's super, super like tangible for people to take away. So you guys just kind of in recap of this episode, initially he was talking about how do we know if this is done right? And we kind of landed on a, you look at the fruit that is produced from, if you feel like you're hearing from the Lord and you respond to what you're hearing, what kind of fruit will it produce? And is it in alignment with scripture and does it draw you closer to Jesus? And so those are good ways to test if you're hearing from the Lord. And then to test if you are dealing with an idol in your heart, surrender is a great way to just keep your heart in a place of, of laid down love with the Lord. And then how to fit this into a busy lifestyle. Just literally that exercise that Eric just did with us is a perfect way to pull that in. And you mamas, when you're having discipline a kid and you're not sure what to do, just take a moment and ask the Lord where he is. You know, there's so many little simple ways to infuse this into daily life. So Eric, thank you so much for sharing your heart on this. And again, let my listeners know how they can connect with you. Our best place is our website. It's listeningprayerworkshop.com. We run monthly, usually three to four workshops a month. They're free. They're on Zoom. They're a great place to practice with others who are looking to learn to do this. All are welcome. So feel free to join us anytime. That's amazing. Well, thank you, Eric, for joining me on the show today. And you guys share this episode, like put it all over social media. This is super practical and helpful and will bless literally anybody who listens to this. And it's just part of putting these tools in people's hands. So share it on social media, rate and review it in the apps, in the app store, wherever you listen to podcasts. And otherwise, you guys make sure you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss any coming at you next week. Eric, thanks again for coming and you guys have an awesome week. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say, hey, it's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, don't miss our merch store where you can get super cool Java with Jen swag and coffee. Find it at javawithjenmerch.com. Until next time, remember, hearing God's voice is simple and he wants to be a part of your everyday life. See you next week.